Welcome to Raw, Rebelliously Authentic Worship, where we throw religion out the window. And today we're going to have a conversation. I'm excited. It's our second time to have guests and it's two guests and they are from a local camp. And so Marky, growing up, did you go to camp? I absolutely went to camp. Yeah. Um, I remember going to camp when I was like in middle school and also high school. Yeah. Um, I've got like a, um, something that I love about camp, which is also the worst part of camp. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So here it is. I never wanted to leave camp. I get that. Yeah. I think what's really, really awesome about youth camp and we end up talking about it in this conversation a lot. Um, but it's, it's that bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, we call it kingdom bubble in the episode. Um, and so it's that, it's that, I don't even know if you want to call it feeling, but it's it's that um, embrace of just being surrounded mm-hmm. by a whole bunch of people who love Jesus. Yeah. So you know, you're um, the people who are your peers, and the right. people who are counseling or coaching, and then the leaders, and everybody's just one gigantic hug of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't mean it's perfect. No. By any means. No. Um, but I remember thinking, like, I wish the world were like this. Yeah. And so that's why I never wanted to leave camp. Yeah. So it's the best part. Like, yes, we get to go. But then I remember not wanting to leave because it, it, it's the worst part, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up going, I mean, to youth camp and gosh, I went every single year. And I think for me, this is the depth that it takes you with God. And, um, you know, it's like night one, night two, night three, but like by night three, um, you've already, you know, you've kind of moved away from that, that world that you said, you know, we live yeah. in that world and you yeah. kind of moved away from it. And the, the people around you are like your people, you right. know, by that night and, and just the depth that we can all just charge after yeah. Jesus yeah. together, um, completely. And I, I actually, Shane and I went as uh, youth counselors, uh, for youth groups for years as well. And one of the things as counselors, um, one of the coolest nights was after worship service, after the preaching was done, the altar call is all done. Um, our kids didn't want to leave. Yeah. And they got <laughs> so exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, they got a guitar. And so it was like the night. So it was like free time and then bed, yeah. right? They got a guitar and they stayed in the sanctuary and worshiped God. That is and so awesome. And they stayed at the back and we I'm all, getting goosebumps now. Yeah, like we all <laughs> prayed and worshiped God and and prayed over people who were hurting and and just it was such a they weren't satisfied even just with the camp experience. They wanted more. Yeah. They wanted complete more. And they and they drove that. Um, digging after God in the campsites. Like, where are we going to put these kids? What are we going to do with these people? Are <laughs> and we're not kicking them out. Right? <laughs> but we need to clean or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and we were like, okay, as counselors, we'll fight that. Whatever we can do to figure out yeah. where, to, where to get our kids to, to continue to go after Jesus. Let's do it. But that was one of my favorite that's one of my absolute favorite things is yeah. those kids were so hungry. And I think I think it's important that we know that we have those experiences being part of like a, a larger church body. Like I remember yeah. my youth group rented out the entire camp. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I know you've told me that yours yeah, did the same thing. They did. Um, but that's not where everybody is. No. Um, 
And even if, even if we are, the world's kind of moved away from that a little bit. And so other things have taken priorities. So even if you are part of a larger church, you may not have that opportunity. And so I think that's where, that's where places like Twin Pines, um, you know, like really, really, um, shine. Yeah. Because you don't need to be part of any youth gathering to go to camp this summer. Right. Heck, right. you don't even have to be a kid to go to camp this summer. <laughs> right? There's adult camp I hear. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's important to point those things out. Like yeah. you, we can get those same things that we got when we we're completely surrounded by the body of Christ as children. And we can still get them now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Family camp too. Exactly. But anyway, I guess we should let the conversation speak for itself <laughs> because I think we could talk youth camp stories and children's camp stories yeah. for a long time. I think we could. All right. So here we go. Hey, Jess. Hey, Marky. Guess what? What? We have our second guest today. I'm excited. Um, We have Sean and Sam here. Sean is the executive director of Twin Pines Camp. Yes. And Sam is the assistant executive director. And I have met them for the first time today. I mean, I think you saw Sam like once before in the food line, maybe twice. Yeah. When we did a retreat a little bit ago. True, true, true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let's get started. Okay. So... Let's ask you guys, if you guys can tell us a little bit about yourselves, who would like to go first? Well, I'm Sean. I'm the executive director here at Twin Pines. I've been here full time at Twin Pines for 15 years, um, headed into my 16th year now. But I have a long history here. I started coming here as a kid. and then, That's awesome. And, I love that. And then worked here on summer staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you this, that Sam was actually my counselor. <laughs> Are you That's serious? Awesome. That's cool. Twice. <laughs> and both times we managed to tie somebody to something while he tried to. So, was but, duct tape involved? No, rope. <laughs> <laughs> True stories. Yes, yes. But then I went on to work on summer staff. And actually, this is where I met my wife. Oh, wow. Um, we I were, love it. She was on summer staff and I was directing, like like Marky does in the summer, I was directing a week of, of of a program and met her and uh came full-time and this is where we have been this is our ministry to the kids and the people and all those kind of things that come here very passionate about how camp changes people's lives yeah and what it does for for the not just for kids for for everybody who comes yeah yeah absolutely i love it i think when i think back to some of my experiences camping as a as a kid one of my favorite things was just being in the bubble Yes. Being in the bubble. In the camp bubble. Yes. Yeah. 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 With other Christians around you. Even now, directing, when I have to leave to get ice or something, I'm I'm upset about leaving my bubble. (laughs) It's still true. No, I don't want to leave. (laughs) And then people are people. And I'm like, oh, this is why I like my bubble for a week. It's a a week of rest. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, Sam, your turn. Your turn. Okay. (laughs) Sam Yeager, I just like Sean was a camper here and was on summer staff. And one other item as far as Sean being my camper was he was my first group of campers. Oh, wow. So Ooh, he trained I you. was yes, <laughs> into it right away. But then I uh, was on summer staff for about six years directed. I've directed a number of camps here now and did a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, helping out camp, volunteering different ways. I volunteered and was helping in the kitchen for a while and also leading a task force programming, just 
a host also, which we have hosts here at camp for retreat groups typically, and those people help and answer questions of the groups while they're here. And then came on staff in August of 2015 and been here since. And I did start in the kitchen, but then uh, I've in 2017, I think it was, then became the assistant director of the camp. So in short, camp sucked you both in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I had been looking for camping ministry positions for years. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to find the right fit because camps are so unique. Oh, they uh, are. And there's that aspect. Um, there's also just finding where God is leading you. Yeah. yeah. As well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you felt it was here. Well, it, actually. <laughs> oh, there was a no, hesitation. I know. I like Sean. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, before here, I was actually at a camp in New Hampshire. Okay. For three months as the executive director there. And then came here. And you loved Sean that much? Sure. <laughs> no, I enjoy just camping ministry. Yeah. Uh, Sean said, seeing the impact on people's lives. I also just love seeing people develop and strengthen their relationship with Jesus yeah. and yeah. deepen their discipleship because that happened to me as a result of uh, me being a camper here. And I grew a lot as a camper, but then also being on summer staff, I grew a lot spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one big growth um, experience. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and Sam and I had stayed connected from the time we I was in his cabin as a counselor um, <laughs> on. Um, there were times where I'd reach out to him and say, hey, I've been asked to go speak to this youth retreat. Could you look over my outline before I go? You know, <laughs> yes. those kinds of things. And yeah. and those we still do that. Amazing. It, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's a great relationship that we have because we still do those kinds of things for, for one another. Um, you know, Sam's one of those people who he can look at me and say, really, Sean? <laughs> and I can look at him and say the same thing, you know, so that's, that's a good relationship that we have here. Yeah. And it, and it, you're right. It, it was camp. It just sucked us in. Yeah. And that's what it did to us. So. I love it. I mean, I can totally relate to, uh, to needing that person who says, really, right, Jess? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and to camp sucking you in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sam sent a brochure out. How many years ago was that now? Five, six years yeah. ago? I don't know. It was a uh, spring fling brochure. Yes. <laughs> For our children's retreat. And it was so much fun uh, that uh, somebody looked at me and was like, hey, you want to do this? during the summer. And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. And that's kind of one of the unique things that we really like about Twin Pines is being able to have Morky come for a week. A lot of programming at camps is done where they have a programming person that programs the whole summer. Right. And part of the, the involvement here at Twin Pines for people is at that level. And being able to bring directors in for a program week at a time we, we're able to involve so many people in what goes on here, and yeah. and it carries through. We have lots and lots of our summer staff who come back to be program directors yeah. and then send their kids, and their kids become summer staff, and then they become program directors, <laughs> you know, because camp sucks you in. <laughs> it really, really does. You know, I was thinking as you were talking about how we hear things from one person, yeah. and maybe we hear it, and we hear it, and we hear it, but we don't receive it necessarily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it depends on how the person says it to us. So it's so good to have a bunch of people speaking into the lives of people because you never know how somebody else is going to say it slightly differently. Right. And yeah. we're actually going to receive it. And it's going to catch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
it also makes each each week of programming different yeah because each director is coming in with their different ideas and different themes and so on and so that makes it unique in that way as far as what we do here at twin pines because of that because the staff won't get bored the directors are fresh at least starting off by wednesday <laughs> they're usually tired but um that is an aspect that is different about us yeah i love it okay so a fun question if you could be any uh, a bible hero not jesus come on yeah if you could count. be any bible <laughs> hero uh who would it be and why who wants to go first i i i would say aaron okay. um moses's brother aaron yeah uh i think that was a neat relationship with moses and i i actually studied aaron pretty hard one time because i was part of a uh, apostles of christian theater which was uh, a group in the <laughs> church cool. the church that i grew up in clark's valley church they had this group and we did a very theatrical production twice a year yeah and i was asked to play aaron and i thought well i gotta know and I might have been <laughs> get 19, character. I might have been nineteen <laughs> or twenty years old. And I thought, oh, I got to really get into this, find out what Aaron's about. And it was cool because the whole setting of the whole play it was called the Exodus of Egypt, and it was set in the Old West. So we were all <laughs> cowboys, and <laughs> I got to play Aaron, and really got in to see how boy he really supported Moses, and and he really was a big part of all of that. And a lot of times in the traditional Bible stories, you just hear about Moses. You don't necessarily hear well, the the role that Aaron played, but yeah. in some ways, Aaron was really okay with that. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, he didn't mind being Moses's voice and his person that could say, "Really, Moses?" You know, <laughs> but he, you know, he was. Uh, a big part of that whole that whole thing. So I'd have to say Aaron. I like that. I'm going to go a little bit earlier in time and say Joseph. Um, not just because of him being kind of a, a pre-Christ figure, but it, just as you read through his account in Genesis, you, I'm just amazed at how he faced the challenges. Yeah. And how he understood God, even though there was no Torah or law or scripture or anything at that time. Yeah. And that just amazes me, the faith and the strength that he had to go all, through all the situations that he did. And, and it, it, he was then ch challenged by living in a different culture. Yeah. But he still had that faith in God yeah. through all that. And so that that to me is is kind of a person to to look up to and to challenge to be like. Yeah, absolutely. Being able, I think somebody called it once to me, bounce back ability. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Right. You know, getting knocked down and getting back up. Yeah. Every yeah. time. That's yeah. really cool. Like They're both that. both unique answers. I love yeah. it. I know, I like it. I don't think I expected either one of them. No. I like it. <laughs> um, so a major theme of this podcast is kicking religion out the door. We, we throw it out the window at the beginning and then we kick it out the door at the end. And sometimes I mess it up. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I think too often people think that Jesus needs to fit into our picture of what the church is. Right. Um, but we are the church. Yeah. Right. I'm going to read Romans chapter 12, verses four and five real quick. Uh, for just as in one physical body, we have many parts and these parts do not all have the same function or special use. So we, who are many, are nevertheless just one body in Christ, and individually, we are parts of one another, mutually dependent 
on each other. You know, I have this video, we have this video of my son Caleb saying, we are the church. Yeah. So super cute. How was it? How old was he? I don't, would have been four. I was going to say four. four or five. Four or five. Yeah. Um, but it's a super cute video. I think it. he had his like thumb in his mouth <laughs> and he pulled it out and said, we are the church. It was so he cute. was being really shy and didn't want to do the video, but this was COVID quarantine yeah. and we needed stuff yeah. to right. fill time right. and, and to remind people of these things. Yeah. Um, so camp is church because we are the church. Yeah. And with that, our next question is, what makes camp uniquely powerful in comparison? Well, it goes back to that bubble you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's the, there is this bubble um, that kids come into. They're, they are uh, put it with counselors who love Jesus and want to share that with them and who care about them. And we see, especially in kids, a lot of times they come in, um, home may not always be comfortable or safe even and yet there's these people here who who are bigger than them and care about them and you know want to want to know why they say and do things or how they want to do things and and give them choices to go swimming or fishing you know (laughs) and you know that doesn't happen for them yeah and uh, a few years ago there was a, a study that showed that a one week of camp is the equivalent of like five years of Sunday school. I believe that. And it's, it's just true. Think about it. It's just the immersion in, yeah. in, in the community and the care and, and that they feel from the people who are here. And that's the, that's the big part of it. I believe. Yeah. I think, uh, sorry, real quick before, before Sam adds, I think as a previous children's pastor, I'm thinking back to those Sundays that I had kids in church and you don't have those kids every single Sunday. No, and it's a short amount of time that you do have right. them. Yeah. And then when you do, their yeah. attention is taken by, hey, what happened in the morning and what happened yeah. in the evening and all of those things. Right. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> here we go. You're it's fine. fine. <laughs> we do this all the time. Actually, Shane texted or just texted Shane the other day. In the yeah, middle during of a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> it was my fault as my husband is Shane. And it was like he was recording his section. It's fine. Um, but anyway, so what I was saying is I can totally see how, how that is, that is totally true because you have their complete attention. They don't have the distractions, um, phones. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, Hey, I think that's a pure, that's a good example. Any electronics, it it takes that away and it makes people look each other in the eyes. I'm the adults version. It makes people look in the eyes. I'm not, I'm sure you don't take of adults phones, Um, but that's, that's the, that's the point is to get away. To get away from whatever life has hit you with and to really spend time with God. Mm-hmm. Another aspect that makes Christian camping unique is that it is a glimpse of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. We don't think of that. Oh, and we so think cool. that in the church, you get that. But here it's a 24, maybe six <laughs> day uh, experience of what the kingdom of God can be like or yeah. should be like. Yeah. And yes, there's fallen people here. And so that it's not going to always be like that. But that is uh, one aspect that I think for a lot of people that it, it's a it's a startling difference from real life, a little bit of what Sean was talking about. But uh, I'd like to add a little bit to what you were saying, Marky, about camping kind of being separate in youth ministry sometimes they talk about how youth ministry is a separate silo 
kind of mm-hmm. using a, a farm theme. And I've visualized that for some people, Christian camping ministry isn't even near the farm. It's something totally different from their even thinking of trying to minister. But yet they're taking kids away and doing retreats and summer camps or whatever in a camping setting is just so unique and so different, especially for a lot of children today who, as some are called, they have a nature deficit. So they don't get outside anymore. Their outside is what's in their video (laughs) that they have. So that's what makes it different also. And as far as um, the impact of camp, a week of camp, I remember Tony Campolo. And I forget what book he wrote. I love his last name. That's perfect. Okay. (laughs) Yes, it is. is. (laughs) But he has written about how if he had a youth group, he would try to do retreats like every once or one or every other month Mm. rather than youth group once a night or once a week because of that impact of being away and having that concentrated time with them. So camp, yes, has a very unique ministry aspect to it. Yeah. I like the kingdom side. It's like a kingdom bubble. It you know, is. she was talking about the bubble and it's like a kingdom because it's, and it forces community. Think about it. It forces it kind of, it's like a forced community within those kids or, mm-hmm. or within that, those adults that are together. It's like, you have to talk to each other. What a concept. <laughs> and, and about God and to take people deeper in the relationship with God, when you can have a conversation about the word and about what God's doing, that. It's a bubble, kingdom bubble, and I love yes, it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like Marky says, once they leave here, or as a staff person, I remember you you leave camp to go to do something, and you're like, oh, that's right, everyone here is not a Christian anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The bubble. We have to change our thinking now, how yeah. to deal with people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually something we we have discovered over the years. We have to address that with our summer staff who are here for the whole summer. We have to warn them and prepare them you're going to go home where everybody isn't any longer a christian you know everybody you're around isn't always a christian and uh they some of them really struggle with that and they get home and they're like it's culture shock yeah the reintegration Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I actually remember those conversations at the end of youth camps as a kid too yeah like hey by the way you guys are about to go home to the real world Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah um you know, and, you know, we have to be the salt and light of the world, which means we have to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just nice to have that breather for a minute. Yeah. Right, right. It's a re- revitalization, I believe, of, of of your foundational beliefs and all that kind of stuff is what happens at camp. So. Yeah, in your identity. I mean, I believe that a lot of um, who I am today was formed at youth camp. Mm-hmm. It wasn't here at Twin Pines. I'm from Texas. Um, so, <laughs> but it was it was at youth camp. And it was that time with God that I had with my, you know, friends and my youth group that really defined my direction, the direction God had for me mm-hmm. at, during those times. And I think that's huge. And we, we see that with, that's part of that impact. Yeah. Uh, whether it's campers or staff. I mean, we have, we, Sam and I talk about this all the time. It, I, we kind of wish Twin Pines would have tracked where staff ended up, mm, you know, cool. once they left here, because we know of staff that are serving in missionaries in Africa, that's you know, cool. and we know of staff who are pastors in a local church. But it's more than that. There, there's, there's staff that are serving as youth volunteer, youth leaders, the president of the ministry council of their church. Yeah. You know, and, and it's that it, 
they would tell you that the impact started at Twin Pines with that experience of camp. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. So, yeah, I, I think you should track it. That would be cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, for people to have people who you know come in mm-hmm. and who are wanting to do ministry or they're they're wanting depth within their walk or whatever it is, and you go, hey, this is the the path that God took this person on, and this is the path right that right. God took this person on. I mean, and now we have you know social media, so you might be able to find out that information a little bit quicker <laughs> right. than we used yeah. to be able to. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's true. You know, I just had this vision, though. What? Your youth camp must have looked so much different than camp up here because there were no mountains. No. (laughs) No, there were, you know, there was a hill like we had to climb up. A what? A hill. A a hill? (laughs) That's what I said. You want to give a shout out to your camp, though? (laughs) I don't even remember. So the way our youth... No, listen, <laughs> their faces. I wish we recorded video. Um, well, the intake of breath was pretty good. I know. It was very good. Okay. So, I mean, Mount Lebanon, I, I grew up going to Mount Lebanon in Texas. Um, but there was a lot of times our church would go on our own and do their own camp. And so it wasn't like it was like we would rent a, a place and go into our own camp, which I think you all do that as well. Not Yes. Yes. We do. Yeah. yeah. We have groups who come uh, all the time who aren't our groups. We're not providing the program, right. but we're providing the place. And for us, that's, that's important thing too, because yes. there's a, this is a, a, a grounds that is for that purpose. And yeah. they can come here and they can present to the people that are here from their church, right. the, the word, and those people are impacted too. Uh, that's another thing that's hard to track. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we wish that we could sometimes know the impact that just that, has on people because we tell people all the time you know we can we can provide a plate a room for you to do your meeting we can provide the food for you while you're here and they're like great but we don't know what the impact is but one of the things that you'll hear around campus all the time is you can't minister to an empty bed and even though they're only here for food and a place to stay we still try to minister to them in the way we serve the food and and interact with them in the snack shop or what, yeah. the things that they might come and ask for and you know working at camp people ask for crazy things <laughs> so, like rope apparently yeah well, well, or it, just not too long ago we had somebody who needed a, a light bulb for a reading light and they took it out of the chandelier in the dining hall what <laughs> okay so, but 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 they got their light. They bulb. got their light, and it was <laughs> hopefully it was a reading light to read the the scripture. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So you know, but yes, yes. And if not, we smiled and loved them. That, that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. I love that y'all do that too. I mean, that's what I grew up in. We would do a lot of our own camps, mm-hmm. and and I think that's a ministry in itself is to provide the place. Yeah. For people to meet Jesus, and that's our cat. One of our catch lines, really, uh, repl- providing a place for pe- people to experience God. I love you it. Know, so yes, I love it. The one aspect for me, though, when it comes to the spiritual impact, I think of after Jesus' resurrection, and he's sitting on the shore, and he's making the the breakfast for some of his disciples, and he talks to uh, Peter, and he says, "Well, what about John?" and Jesus' response is basically, don't worry about him, worry about yourself. And so sometimes I got to realize, okay, I I don't need to be worrying about their spiritual life. God is working in them. Got to let it be. (laughs) You need to worry about yourself (laughs) and take care of your own. And so that that helps me sometimes to get through some of those challenges of, I wish I knew, I wish I knew what's going on. But everybody's story is different. 
and it's in a different place. Yes. Like everybody's walk with God is in a different place. And, but you guys provide that time. You make room, like we say all the time in our podcast, um, is make room, make room for God to move, make room for him to come and impact and transform you. And, and you guys, that's what you do. Like it's the purpose is to make room and to make that space for God to come in and be who he is right where they are and meet them, whoever it is. And, and and I, I'm telling you, I don't think there's anybody that leaves a camp, not impacted. Um, just from my experience in my life, um, whether it was a small impact that you would think was small, but it really was big to them. Right. Yeah. And that follow-up then that becomes much more important. Yeah. And that's something that we talk about often. And it was part of my doctoral work is, is, what happens after camp mm. to keep that going? Often we talk about, and not just because we're on the mountain, but a spiritual high yeah. from <laughs> leaving a camp yeah. or a, a religious real. experience. Yes. Yeah. And so what happens after that? Yeah. How do you keep that? Because you know, a kid gets in a car and right away the parent could be yelling at them because they left their video game on when they left to yeah. come to camp yeah. or they didn't do the garbage or whatever uh, went on at home that they don't know about or whatever. And they're quickly taken back to the real world. Yeah. And so how do you carry on what happened at camp? And, and that's a hard thing to, to um, diagnose, uh, but it's also just something, an issue within youth ministry, the whole, how do you keep them in the faith after they've left youth ministry? I was just going to say yeah. that. So yeah. it continues. It, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a just, hard It's topic. a toolbox. I think it's a toolbox. It's just like anything with life. You have a toolbox with the tools. You, that's what you can do. You can give people the tools. Then they have to choose to use them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I experienced after campus is we had to have the tools. Now, was there the high? No, you know, not really, unless there was another retreat or another, you yeah. know, um, or personal time with God, with, with my friend or with somebody else or with myself and and my, at my house. Um, but it really is the tools and to know, go back. Okay. When I'm feeling this way, when it does, my mom is yelling at me now, what do I do? You know, now, now where do I open my Bible and and the church, local church? Okay. What can they do to help with that? And that sometimes I'm afraid that, you know, once they leave camp, that's it for yeah. some of them and nothing is done afterwards and we're not to be doing that as the camp we're to be helping the local yeah. church yeah and so it's up to the local church and the community within that church to help the person continue that growth in their life yeah. and to disciple them you know the same the same child same i can talk really uh-huh. the same challenge <laughs> arises um you know in a pastoral sense. So like when I was a children's pastor, I'd give them the lesson. We talk about how it related to them, but then they'd leave and it's, it's forgotten as soon as they leave the door sometimes. (laughs) Um, you know, and I think, I think we've tried to, you know, remedy that in, in multiple ways. Um, I've used journals and things like that to ask them thought provoking questions that maybe they can revisit. Um, but it doesn't always, it doesn't always work. But I think you have to remember too, God loves them so much and he's chasing them. I mean, he just is. And so you're part of the chase, right? It's like, it's y'all get to be part of that chase where, where he is chasing after them and, and really wanting, um, them to love him. Like he wants them to know 
him. And something is going to trigger those things. I have to tell you that I just recently remember life houses take me away. Oh yes. <laughs> that was one of my youth group songs. Yeah. Um, so just recently it randomly came on something that I was listening to, uh, probably with Apple music. And I was like, Oh, and it's now added to my short list, quote unquote, which is up to like 109, so it's fine. Um, but it takes you right back to those places. Yeah. And we have better memories when we're kids, so. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, so what kind of camps do you guys offer? Well, we offer camps for all ages, actually. We have had campers uh, at the age of zero. So they were infants all the way up to 90 something I love it. because we offer a family camp, but then we also offer an adult camp. And, uh, the, and the unique thing about adult camp is we match them up with a summer staff person as a prayer partner. That is so cool. Oh, wow. And so they pray for, they meet with them throughout the week, but then they pray for them for that summer. But that, there are some relationships that last after that. Yeah. For some, uh, Sean and I, we have had some of those relationships with some of those prayer partners. And that has been a neat blessing uh, to experience that. But then also for uh, junior high, elementary, and high school ages, we have various camps. Right now, we have what we call base camps, which are staying in the cabins. And most of the program is run around the main camp area. But then there's also on the edge, and those are camps where they the people sleep in platform tents. Yes, I'm out. on cots. Like I gave them a look, guys. Y'all know okay. I'm out. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> on cots in tents, and they come into camp here for their meals. Okay. And they also have a, a shower area here in camp. But, so like real camping. I yes, mean, I but, don't even know. <laughs> Jess, listen, I know that's real camping for you, but when I grew up, it was a tent that was on the ground. No, I'm out. And you yes. cooked all of your food no. over a fire. I'm out. That's real camping. Okay. <laughs> we used to have camps like that, and it was up on the mountain, and yeah, you slept in a tent, no. made all your meals, and when I directed that camp for senior high especially, they had to cook all of their meals over their own fire that they made. Oh, wow. Their own fire. Yes. Oh, That's wow. awesome. And it was. It was a great experience Did for them. Did any of those campers end up on Survivor and have to, like, <laughs> no, no. start aware. a fire super quick? <laughs> no. In fact, there was one camper. She, I think she changed her clothes, like, five times a day. I don't So Ooh. she was one of those type of campers. Uh-huh. So, yeah. She, she did well with it. But it was just funny that she would feel like she needed to change her clothing five times a day. Yeah. So yes, um, that has uh, kind of drifted away as an offering right now because we haven't had people interested in doing that. Yeah. But we still have the on the edge where they can sleep on the tents, uh, not in on the tents, in the in tents. The tents <laughs> on the and there's a lot of other things going on that relate to nature and what is here at camp. Some of the other specialty camps is what we call them is we offer a martial arts program right now. And that martial arts, it really is a biblically focused martial arts program. And the, the goal there is to give kids an opportunity to build some confidence. And uh, we have some, some great directors that 
worst former summer staff who are currently running that program for us. And, uh, they're, they're trainers. They, they do that kind of stuff all the time and they come and, and do that. We also what have, ages is uh, that, that sorry is, I'm sorry. That's yeah. Great question. Um, third through ninth grade, uh, we offer that, that's awesome. That program. And it's great to see that how much the kids learn in that week alone and, and growing themselves, you know, yeah. as, as, as part of the martial arts side of the camp as well. Yeah. And, and that, and it's not meant for kids who have all kinds of experience. So sure. We have kids who have all kinds of martial arts experience who come, but we have kids, my son included, never took a more a karate <laughs> class of any kind has gone to martial arts camp and, <laughs> and, and, and had a great time as yeah. well. So I feel like Carlos might pretend he's a child. I know. I was um, like, <laughs> my, my oldest is ninth, ninth grade. And that might be why I asked. Cause okay. I think he would really like that. He, he's a junior, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we also offer, um, another specialty program is lots of love, which is camp for people with special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're kind of, at one point we were a pioneer uh, in camping for that kind of camp because that camp goes all the way back to 1972. Oh, wow. And that is in 1972, it was kind of unheard of to have a camp like that. Yeah. And over the years, it was one week, then it was two weeks. Right now we're running four weeks of camp for wow. people with special needs. And it's uh, unconditional love is what I always think of when I think of, of that camp because yeah. they can't wait to be here <laughs> and they can't wait to love on, uh, on the, on the staff and everybody who's here as much as we can't wait to do that with them. Yeah. So it's a great program that we have here. It was actually uh, uh, really inspirational for me when I was on summer staff. Um, it, I went back to college and changed my major to special ed after, uh, <laughs> after, awesome. oh, after wow. working with, uh, with awesome. lots of love campers. So it was, it was wow. uh, a special program. So. You know, from a director standpoint, yeah. I have to tell you, Jess, cause I don't even know if you know this. Yeah. Um, my week of camp happens to be elementary two. And so it's July 16, 17, somewhere around there, but it also is the same week as a lots of love camp. And so I get to watch my kid, my, they're all mine. Yes. <laughs> I get to watch my kids interact with, with these adults oh, with special it. needs. And so for everybody listening, like it's really, really cool to get your kids involved here and to know that they're going to experience the world and love in that way, yeah. love in the same way that Jesus did. Cause Jesus looked out for those who were the least of these. Yeah. I love yes. it. Yeah. So that's one of my that's favorite so parts. Um, we do a, uh, a cookout once a week. And so the kids generally interact and sit with all of the lots of love campers. And the lots of love campers are going to remember those elementary campers' names. And uh, next year, they're going to say, where's, where's little Joey? We didn't see. Well, he's a junior high camper. Oh, we wanted Joey here this week with us. And, I love it. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah. It's really We're looking cool. for Joey. I love it. Yeah. Were you going to say something else, Sam? It looks like you. Okay. <laughs> um, so how do you guys select themes? What's the process there? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, we look at what is popular, uh, you know, with kids and try to come up with something that's going to catch their attention a little bit. And, uh, then also try to figure out how can we tie this biblically yeah. to, to something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, this summer we're going to look at a big party, you know, and, um, the staff will study the book of Philippians throughout the summer and the joy, you know, mm. which 
the world confuses joy and happiness, but yes, hey, we're kind of tying it here a little bit together because, you know, when you're at a party, you're happy. You know, there's yeah. lots of, of happiness that goes on there. And so we, we try to tie those things. We've had some really cool themes. Just a couple of years ago, we did seeking and how everybody's seeking something and hopefully you're seeking the Lord. But all summer long, we were seeking Bigfoot. <laughs> I remember Big, this. <laughs> and, and Bigfoot showed up life-size at, at times around camp and oh, wow. and on T-shirts and everything else. So uh, we, we look at what's, what's something that kids will be interested in, people will be interested in, and try to tie it to something biblically to, to catch their attention and get them here. And it also helps them remember. Oh, you know? absolutely. So there are kids that are walking around with Bigfoot on their camp shirt. And seeing Bigfoot other places, and they're thinking about, oh, I should be seeking Jesus. Yeah. And everybody yeah. else is like, you were out in the woods looking for Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what? Yes. Why? Right. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of, of children's ministry. And mm-hmm. I would totally include the camp experience in that is because my goal every single time is to make them not forget. Yeah. Like do something so fun right. yeah. that they can't forget it. Right. Um, I have this memory and I've probably shared this before, maybe even on the podcast, but I have this memory of my children's pastor hitting fruit with a sledgehammer and smashing it everywhere. And it must have rained that day because it was inside the church building. Oh, that's, (laughs) there was like black everywhere, you know, like the black uh, garbage bags to protect it. But we all got squirted with some watermelon juice at one point or another, you know, the fruit of the spirits. Yes. Not a watermelon. I'm just saying, (laughs) and I will never, ever forget that the fruit of the spirit is not a watermelon. (laughs) I love it. Now I have that song in my head. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what is it like to serve on staff at camp? Y'all talked a little bit about how you both serve together on staff before your roles. One thing I would say that's first coming to mind is it's a tire. It's tiring, but very rewarding experience. Um, but yet, though, there's also the weird thing that happens. You're tired when you're on, but then when you're given off, you, like, aren't tired, can't take a nap, have all this energy. <laughs> I need to do something so, right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, it, it is a, a very rewarding and, and fun time. And also, it's just, just basic life. Yeah. You get up in the morning, you go, and, and you live out your day. It doesn't feel like a job. It just feels like it's a day. Hmm. that you're living at camp. And so that that's a really unique aspect to a, if you want to call it, job uh, <laughs> compared to a lot of other stuff. Um, so you get the plastic th- bubble for longer is what I heard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I yeah, shouldn't say do. plastic, the camp kingdom bubble. Kingdom, kingdom bubble. bubble. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, it, but there's also constant uh, encouragement spiritually and learning spiritually from the lessons that, um, that you're a part of or teaching. You also learn various skills, um, public speaking. If you're rather quiet, well, doing a skit at a campfire <laughs> kind of takes care of some of that. Uh, you learn to think about other people mm. and servant leadership. And especially working with lots of love campers, you you don't think about yourself. Your mind is so often thinking about them and thinking ahead of them. Yeah. And as a teenager, that's, it's hard to do. I would say that's not normal brain 
I have two of those teenager things. Yeah. And it's not a normal brain function. <laughs> no. So it, it is it is something that, that's a good skill to learn. Yeah. That thinking ahead and, and, and so on. But you also have that with the, uh, especially elementary campers, elementary age campers to be kind of thinking ahead. Okay. How are they going <laughs> to yes. take this or do it? What are they not going to remember to grab? Right. And when yeah. was the last yes. time they used the bathroom? Correct. Yes. yes. Oh, boys. <laughs> it's also so relational. Yeah. When you're on summer staff, I think it really teaches you how to build relationships uh, because you're, we tell our staff all the time, you're going to spend the next eight, week with, eight weeks with these people that you're looking at in this room right now, and you're not going to like them all the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. And, you know, but you're going to figure out how to work Love with them, them yeah. and it's gonna, there's going to be a realization that we're all working for the same purposes. Yeah. And that those relational things are, are so valuable uh, to individuals, and as you move on throughout life, and the relationships that come from time on summer staff, I, I tell people all the time, when I was in high school, I used to say, these people are going to be my friends forever. <laughs> you know. And then I went to college, and I was like, these people will be my friends forever. And I forgot about the high school people. Yeah. And then I was on summer staff, and I was like, these people are my friends forever. Yeah. And to this day, you know, if, if there's something going on and I need somebody to talk to, I'm going to, other than my wife, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call one of my friends who I was on summer staff with 20 some years ago, you know, <laughs> go now, you know, 30 years ago now. So, and that's who it's going to be. And that, I mean, that's Sam, you know, yeah. that, that kind of relationship I have with Sam as well too. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I, yeah, it is. What I was going to say is I wish I had done it as a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, the growth, even in a week, that I see as a director mm -hmm. with the staff is amazing to me. Um, you know, and I, you can see them get tired, but then you can also see them overcome those things and, and make choices to love the campers, right. yeah. which is what it's all about. Right. Like, I feel like that is the best, hands down, the best adulting with Jesus course you could get ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, teaching them to to not be so self focused, yeah. and to really just care for and love people mm -hmm. like Jesus would. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think if 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 anybody's listening who wants to do that kind of thing, like obviously they can get online and contact you and all that other stuff. Correct. Um, but what I'm thinking is, you don't do it for um, you know the reason you do it is for the experience. Right. It's it's for the growth. It's to love people and it's to love Jesus. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And that life experience, you know, it, that comes with that. And the, to be able to do it in an environment where you get to share Jesus is the big cherry on the top. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as a former educator, because I was in special ed before I came here, I was also on the team that hired teachers. And if I looked at a applicants resume and saw camp counselor they kind of came up on the list a little bit because my thought process was if they can live with a kid for a week they can do 40 minute class period with a kid for yeah. you know yeah. once a day too yeah. but it, it be, but it's relational yeah. and like i said being able to share jesus then on top of it that little cherry on top of yeah. everything because so, that's relational too I mean, and, and your relationship with god and to share that and make it yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's just it's it's the perfect community as, yeah, we, it as we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it is. Um, I think when when we have kids again, you know, when they're teenagers, I'd love to be like, listen, you want me to pay for school? 
then you're going to do this. Right. Right. <laughs> like seriously, because do you want a car. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the reality is, is, is that when I was a kid, there was, there was, there was, now I can't speak again. No, but, 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 that's all folks. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. there were parents who had, I don't even know how many kids they had, but I remember that their rule for paying for their college tuition was that they had to go and serve as missionaries. Like that was their rule. Like you go and experience this and then we will pay for your college. And I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. As I'm like thinking like, but you don't have to go across the world to be missionaries. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's what this place is right here. Correct. (laughs) I also have heard of a situation where the family, you know, told their kids to work at camp and that God will take care of college expenses. And they Mm -hmm. did. And God did. And it's hard to to put that faith into action, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a little testing of God too, yeah. which is okay to, to see how abundant he is to supply and take care of your needs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. All right. So what are some ways people can, can get involved as volunteers? What do you guys need? We are always looking for volunteers. <laughs> there was a lot of enthusiasm. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> yes. uh, we have a program during the retreat season. So every weekend that there are people in camp, we have people come and host. So those are the people who are meet, greet and meet the people at mealtime and, and, oh, you locked yourself out. Well, we can go unlock your door for you. And, oh, there, there's no toilet paper left in the ladies' room. Okay, we can go take care of that. But it's, a, it's one of those relational-type ministries as well for volunteers. But then other things that, that volunteers do, they come and they help with programming at times in the summer. We have volunteers who will come and help in the kitchen. And sometimes people find that intimidating, that they're going to come and work in the kitchen for the whole week. We'll do it for a half a week. And we have had people who said, I'll do it, you know, Sunday through Tuesday and Tuesday morning, they come and say, can we stay the rest of the week? You know, those types of things. And it doesn't sound exciting on the surface. Right. Right. It doesn't. But, and then even when there's not people in camp, we can always use volunteers because with 205 acres and 23 buildings that are used all the time, there is always something to do, whether it's even pick up sticks or or we eat around a building or help mow grass or uh people with skills it's it's funny how people come and volunteer and then all of a sudden they're like oh by the way did you know i'm an electrician you know (laughs) and i could (laughs) i could you know rewire that for you oh okay great you know so there's there's those types of things and also uh, people who want to do behind the scenes that that maintenance or property stuff is 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 something they can do. You don't have to be an upfront, you know, crazy <laughs> acting, doing stuff with kids person all the you time. You don't have to be me. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was trying to be nice, Mike. <laughs> um, no, but yes, you can you can come. There's lots of things they can volunteer. Even stuff in the office. We at times we have stuff that people can come and volunteer for. 
right here in the office and, and do things to help out the ministry. And it's all for that goal. You know, whatever we're going to ask you to do is help to further the ministry. We're not going to ask you to, you know, pull weeds in our flower beds at our houses. You know, <laughs> so what I just heard was when I am not okay and I need to be somewhere and serve people, I can come here. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I was literally thinking the same thing. Marky. I was like, Oh, I, I bet you can volunteer because there are just times where people are not okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of those camps would be a lots of love camp mm-hmm. where you can come and think about other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't have time to think about yourself. Yeah. And, um, and those have been unique experiences for those volunteers also. And they usually come back if they can. That's yeah. so cool. And get to love. Yes. I love it. And the campers, as he said, are looking forward to those people again. They remember them. Yep. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. We get to learn how to love. From lots of love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really cool. All right. So why Christian camp? I would say Christian camp because as we had talked about the kingdom bubble. Yeah. But also um, it's part of uh, Jesus's uh, commission to make disciples. Yeah. And we are part of the local church to make disciples and uh, but it's also an opportunity for a person to grow and uh, into themselves and who mm-hmm. god has made them to be not only as being on summer staff but also as a camper because there might be some, some things that you'll experience that you're like i didn't know i could do that mm-hmm. and i did <laughs> or oh i can't do that but that's okay <laughs> that that is not me uh, so that I would say would be some of it, it and also opportun- opportunities to learn from scripture, to learn about who God is, yeah. where there's a, a, yes, there's a whole lot of other camps available, but are they guiding people in living their life eternally hmm. and yeah. in the eternal? With so many are thinking, yeah. yes, so many are thinking, well, I'll send you to this camp because, you know, that's going to make you great at this skill and then you're going to hopefully earn money and then become a great player and be on TV. (laughs) But the percentage of that is sadly kind of low. Yeah. Everybody though is going to be spending eternity somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Christian camps help to prepare for wherever that person is going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And depth. It gives it, it makes room for that depth. It makes room for them to go deeper. If you already know Jesus, and and even if you're an adult, and you're like, I already know God, but you know, why would I go to adult camp? Because of the depth, the depth that it can can take you to into the new revelation. Wait, wait, wait. Who he I is. thought I thought I had arrived. <laughs> no. <laughs> We don't arrive until we're with Jesus. We all know that. I mean, but like you said, though, with heaven in mind, because so many times as an adult, I know you say you have an adult camp. As an adult, we get lost in that money thing and making money in the rat race that we're running in the in the constant and to really take time and come out to these beautiful grounds and just be able to spend time with just Jesus. Yes, and, and they also get to, in, in our situation at least, they get to share their faith hmm. with the summer staff also. So yeah. it's kind of a, a two-way street. Like give and take. Them. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like for a four-way street, right? Like we've yeah. got you guys and the directors and the campers and the counselors. Right. Yeah. And so there's like four people giving and receiving. receiving. And that's the kind of experience you're going to get in, in a Christian camp. 
mm-hmm. not at a sports camp. A lot of these sports camps, uh, they don't even have access to the people who are leading. You know, especially True. if they're bringing in a, a big name basketball star to lead basketball camp, you they might run a couple drills, but you never really have access to them. Yeah. Whereas in within Christian camping, you have access to the people who are who are there and you get to share with them they get to share with you and then the it's it's just beneficial to to both sides of the street i think i read somewhere that iron sharpens iron yes yes i think i've heard that (laughs) yes yes i love it really cool okay so next oh i love this question yeah you want to talk about some transformations that you've seen because of camp, whether that's kids or adults or counselors. You can be specific I if you want this. to, just without naming names. I love this question. Um, the, this is my favorite story of transformation of camp, um, and it'll be in my book. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I love it. When I retire from here, I'm going to write a, a book of like things that happened at camp. I love you it. Know? <laughs> um, and I write them down, and this is one that I have most definitely written down. Uh, we used to have a camp um, that we had designed for kids who already knew Jesus but wanted to figure out how they could share their faith at home. Mm-hmm. And they would come and we'd give them tools to go home and share their faith. And one of the big things they had to do was come up with a project. Well, one summer uh, we had a, a young man come to camp to that week specifically who had never even really been to church mm-hmm. and it just so happened that his neighbor said hey i'm going to pay for you to go to camp this that summer so cool. and this is the week <laughs> that it worked out for him to come and he showed up and so sunday afternoon uh early evening we find out that this young man didn't even have a bible yeah. so the director uh he he made sure that we got him a bible gave him a bible Monday morning, we're standing on, I'm standing on the porch, and I see this very vividly with the director, and we're talking about things that are going on, probably giving each other a hard time, you know, joking <laughs> about something, and we see this kid coming, and he's like coming through the crowd, and we're like, oh, you know, bo- caught both of our attention, here he comes, what's this, and he has that Bible in his hand, and his thumb is in the Bible, and he's like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> and we're like he's pointing his finger. Yes, and so he's know. pointing his finger at us, and yeah. he's like, I need to talk. And we're like, okay. He's like, why in the world would I want to read this book about this God that I heard a little bit about last night when he does things like he did to this guy's job? <laughs> job. I love it. And I'm like, oh, he opened the Bible and he's reading Job. <laughs> and, Such a great place to and, start. And I, I was like, why he started there, we don't know. We probably just kind of wait. I was going to say it's fairly close yes, to the middle. Yes, that's what we figure. But he was like, oh, my goodness. God hates people, you know, <laughs> and it opened this door for this conversation. Yeah. yeah. So and as when you send an SOS prayer, like, yeah, oh, God, yeah, help yeah, me yeah. this one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And as the week went, the idea was that they're preparing this project that they can actually physically go home and really actually do. Well, this young man decided, well, if I'm from my neighborhood and I don't have a Bible, there's got to be other people in my neighborhood that don't have a Bible. Wow. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to give Bibles to people in my neighborhood. And so he did. He went home and with the, uh, that's what he was going to do. He convinced the local grocery store to allow him to sell 
like hamburgers and hot dogs outside of the store to raise money to buy Bibles. But That's then he convinced awesome. the grocery store to donate the hamburgers and hot dogs <laughs> wow. to, so cool. to sell. <laughs> and then he went to a Bible bookstore and convinced them to sell him the Bibles at, at cost. At cost. Nice. Um. And he distributed Bibles to his, his, his neighborhood. So the next summer, wow. we're all excited about this kid, this kid coming back, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to be like our rock star. You know, he's going to tell everybody about all this stuff. And the director keeps saying, "Hey, did this kid register for camp? No, he didn't register yet. He didn't register yet. What's going on?" Finally, the director reaches out, and said, "Hey, you had such an experience last year. Why aren't you coming to camp?" Um, because I'm going on a missions trip. That and, is uh, so cool. <laughs> so uh, no Bible. Wow. On day one. That's awesome. To Wow. I'm going so I'm giving Bibles to my whole neighborhood at the end of the week to within a year he's going somewhere to to on a mission trip and he never came back to camp wow. because every year he tried was at least the last I knew every summer he was trying to go somewhere around the world to share the gospel wow. and that that's a that's a story of of transformation <laughs> yeah. you know that camp made happen yeah. So uh, that's that's my favorite story. That's I'm God. sure there's a uh, I know there's lots of other ones, but that's my favorite. I love it. So I love it. All right. So one of the things I like to think about and encourage people to do is to find someone or some people or a family in their community or local church that they could support to come to camps. Because there might be some grandparents that their kids are grown up. Yeah. And they don't know people maybe who they to send to camp but there's probably someone in your church someone in your community in your neighborhood that you know that you could send to camp and it doesn't have to be an old uh, grandparent you could be you know younger and your kids are grown up but you know the impact that camp has had on your life yeah and so trying to do that it's kind of like with the the boy with the Bibles that we just heard yeah, that story. It. And so that uh, is a way I think people can um, be getting other people to camp. Yeah. It's another way for the community to get involved in thinking. Right. And we don't want the, the cost of camp to keep anybody from coming yeah. because we know the impact. And uh, if, if you want to come to camp and maybe don't know if that is something that you can financially do, we encourage you to reach out to us because we do have scholarships available. And I do have people who will help kids come to camp. Yeah. If, if that's the help they need, they'll help them get here. Yeah. And we see that uh, all the time, even getting them to camp. We have, there's some churches down around York, <laughs> Pennsylvania that have some older people who will, put the kids in their car and bring them to camp <laughs> yep. you know, so that they that. make sure that they get here and then come and pick them up and take them home to make sure they get home. Those kinds of things. I so, love it. That's how you know it's a ministry. Yes. Yeah. Because not only does, do you guys want to see the kids here to grow, but the people who have been here want to see kids here to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. awesome. Yes. Yeah. All right. So should we head out with one final question? Well, um, can I, something yeah. else oh, that sure. is yeah. uh, kind of, a different way to get kids to camp is uh, Angel Tree. Mm. Many of people have the Angel Tree knowledge and experience from Christmas time, but they also do a program with camps where children of incarcerated parents can go to camps. And I believe they're 
their ways are covered or 100% covered to come to camp. Wow. I love that. So if you know somebody that is in that situation, let them know about this program through Angel Tree. And how do they, how do they uh, apply for that or whatever the case may be? You can apply for an Angel Tree scholarship through our website. It's just, you cannot register online. Um, You have to use the paper registration form for that program to be covered. And then once that you fill that out, send it to us, you're going to come to camp and we take care of it from there. You don't even have to really do anything else. That's awesome. I love that that's available. (laughs) Yeah. And that, that, that ministry is out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So what would you say is our final question? What would you say to people who want to come or send their loved ones and just haven't made it happen yet? What's holding you back? (laughs) (laughs) It may seem like a simple maybe uh, response, but part of it is, is it money? Yeah. Is it, are you afraid of what God's going to do? Um, you know, is it that the distance <laughs> uh, to come here, I, or you don't know what the place is like? We we will give tours to people if you want to check out the the facility beforehand. So, yeah, I would say what what's holding you back? What uh, like we addressed all those, didn't we? <laughs> right, right. There shouldn't be an obstacle, but sometimes there are in people's heads about going to camp. And honestly, uh, one of the things that I would say is, um, you know, there's been a lot of negativity out there in recent years about things that happen at camp. Um, and it, we're, we're doing everything that is possible to provide a safe place for your kids to be. And that's what we want it to be, yeah. a safe place. And it, and it is. It is. Twin Pines is a safe place to send your kids. <laughs> you know, we want them here. We want to share with them. And, you know, if if for whatever questions you might have, don't not send your kids. Call and ask the questions. Email us. Ask the questions. Yeah. We want your kids to have this experience that could impact them for the rest of their lives and eternity. It's not just a rest of the life thing. It's an eternal It's an eternal it, decision. It, yeah, yes, it can yes, be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was thinking when you were saying that, what's holding you back? I mean, a lot of times I think time. Like I don't have time or my child doesn't have time and it doesn't fit. And I, I honestly, to answer that one, you need to make time because Correct. our time here on earth is limited and we do should live with heaven in mind. Mm-hmm. It's like the demonstration with putting the rocks in the jar first and yeah. then the little pebbles right. and yeah. then the sand. You got to yeah. put God first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you take it all out and put the sand in first, it's not going to fit. Right. Right. And our housing, it, it's, it, it's not all the tents. <laughs> okay. We do have bunk beds. <laughs> We do have uh, double beds. We have rooms that are hotel style. Uh, so we do have a, a different um, kind of environments for people to stay in. And we have different uh, meeting rooms. Uh, we also have a nature center, which is pretty cool. All the different animals that we have donated uh, here. We have a collection from Africa and different places. And yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It is cool. All right. It has been great talking with you guys. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you guys and just to hear your hearts and and for God and for the kids and for the people that come and for this camp. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's going to happen this year as you head into the season. We're excited too. I think Jess is going to join me in a tent. Uh, Oh boy. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Jess is not going to be in a tent. (laughs) But you're inspired, so you might. Nope.
So that was an awesome conversation. So much fun. It was so nice to meet those guys and hear their hearts. So much so that I uh, think that there's something that uh, that you're thinking about. Yeah? What do you think I'm thinking about? <laughs> well, you do have a teenage daughter. I know. It, it, you know, <laughs> if y'all heard me in the podcast, I, I just thinking about having her help this summer and she's checking out she's praying about it she's thinking about it because you know the impact it can make on her life and that she could be used by god to impact others it's huge Um, yeah there's no replacement for that yeah there's no replacement for um the the um what is it? The kingdom bubble. Yeah. In yeah. your kids' lives. Yeah. In anybody's life. That's why I still direct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was such a good, I mean, their hearts, my gosh, they have to have the heart, the servant heart that, because it's consistent thing, it's, there's no breaks in what they do. And, um, I just want to say thank you to them for, for serving. Yeah for for loving these kids and these adults and these people and for creating this huge ministry opportunity for anybody yeah so here's us saying thank you yeah both sean and sam and yeah. all of you other guys that work over there like thank you for being a true ministry for jesus yeah. and thank you for allowing us to be part of it yeah i love my opportunity every year to go and spend some time away and teach these kids it's one of my favorite weeks of the year it's so cool i'm jealous <laughs> Well, (laughs) we can fix that. We can fix it. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, guys, it is important to note that signing up for camp registration will be open February 6th. Okay. So that's, that's just in a few days. Yeah. Okay. Let's point that out. That's just in a few days. Um, And I think one of my biggest takeaways from this, because I knew a lot of the stuff, but I think my biggest takeaway is like, like there's no reason not to send your child. Yeah. Or go yourself and go as a family. Or send a child. Yes. Yes, guys. If you are are able to financially send a child, please, we highly encourage you to do that. I mean, you could change their life forever. Yeah. All right. So I guess we got to end it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So join us next week when we kick religion out the door and we are going to talk about Sabbath. Here on Raw.